The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so thankful for the listeners who listen from coast to coast, God-sized stories from the mission field. My name is Steve Tiber. I'm one of the 185 leaders of a ministry called Eight Days of Hope. We travel the country and we serve families after natural disasters. We help uh, ministries build facilities for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. 2022, we're launching a brand new feeding arm where we will be able to make up to 8,000 meals over a four-hour period to feed a community after a natural disaster as well. Co-host today is Mr. Mike Fiala. Mike, you are in the house. How are you, well, my man? Well, thank you for having me back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three years in a row, brother. You're, Three, doing, you're, you're doing something right. I don't know, man. I, was, I thought I <laughs> outstayed my welcome, but uh, hey, that's exciting. I heard eight, 185 leaders. I know. Is it, I mean, volunteer leaders yes. that make, and your staff is five people. Yeah, a, f- a whopping five <laughs> a whopping staff five members, people. Right. But it's happening. God's doing oh. something. Very exciting. And Mike, 2022, we have some amazing plans that we've already announced. Uh, today, our guest is Chandler Gurley. She's the Director of Operations. And she'll be talking today about our outreach in April in Laplace, Louisiana. Yes. Uh, we are believing that God's going to send about 2,000 volunteers and or more to Laplace, Louisiana for up to eight days. You can come for as little as three days. But eight days of hope, 17. It's our 17th (laughs) rebuilding trip where we will help 150 families rebuild their homes for free because of Hurricane Ida and the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. And all the information is on our website, 8dayshope.com. But we're really excited for the outreach. It's been three years, Mike, since Mm -hmm. our efforts in Houston after Hurricane Harvey. And I know that the volunteer base are chopping the bit to grab their tools and get back at it. Well, see, it's a little bit bigger event because families can come. Yeah. Youth groups can come. Uh, there's no age limit. You can come. Skill limit. There's no <laughs> no limits. We yeah. need the skill, and we need less skill, we say. But, you know, the families can come out, and it's just a great event, ministry event for the families and those that serve, and we're helping people to rebuild their lives. We're providing food and lodging, and it is free. If you have an RV, we'll find a spot. You can park your RV if you're coming as a family. Um, you can lodge with us, but it is gender segregated so at that point you'd either have to pinch a tent bring an rv or uh utilize a local hotel Mm -hmm. Uh, that would be on your time but all the information is on our website at eight and you need to spell that out eight days of hope.com click on eight days hope 17 learn more read the faqs there's about 20 questions uh yes if you fly into the airport we'll pick you up Uh, you can come for five days three days all eight days uh it will tell you what a typical day looks like Uh, A typical day, we we get up and we eat from like 5.45 to 7. You don't have to be there at 5.45, but you want to get there by 6.45 if you want to get something to eat. At 7, we do a couple worship songs, share a little bit about God's Word. Devotion, um, yeah. Of course, time of devotion. And then you get to pick the work that you want to do. If you want to paint, you can go paint. Mm -hmm. You want to do landscaping, landscaping. Maybe you're less skilled and you want to carry shingles so the roofers can nail the shingles to the roof. Our goal, Mike, mm-hmm. wait to hear this goal. I don't think I've told you this yet. Okay, I'm listening. Our goal My is pen. to roof, put brand new roofs on 25 different homes. Oh, come on. 25 families 
getting free roofs over an eight-day period. Twenty-five. That, that, that's the that, goal. That's a. That, now we've done that before in South Carolina after Hurricane Matthew. I think the I think Eight Days Hope did about thirty-two roofs, mm-hmm. but these roofs a um, little bit unique, uh, but they're all in Laplace. They're in the same neighborhoods, and we think um, we're hoping we can go north of that. But the need is huge, Mike. I was just yeah. down there a couple of weeks ago. Roof after roof after roof still have blue tarps on it. So I'm going to ask the listeners that um, you pray for no rain. Beautiful weather, yes, puffy, yes. puffy yes, clouds, but on. not rain clouds. Yes. So we can get that job done. But I, you know, I, you pick that number. God's put it on your heart. He's going to accomplish it. You know, we we want to over Excuse me. We want to under promise and over deliver. And so you know, these hundred fifty families. Some will get drywall work. Some will get a brand new roof. Some will have a uh, new wiring in their house. So if you're an electrician or a plumber. Uh, toilets are going to be set brand new. Uh, a lot of these families had about three feet of water, Mike. Okay. So, you know, you have to gut the house out. Most of them have been gutted. So that means we removed everything that was wet, the drywall, the insulation, the electrical, the flooring. And now it needs to be rebuilt. And mm-hmm. a lot of these families don't live in a flood zone. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have flood insurance. So talk a little bit about the preparation. That comes to my mind. Um, what's involved in getting ready for this? This is a huge outreach. This is a this is a large outreach. So think about it, Mike. You have two thousand or twenty five hundred people show up. They need a place to sleep. They need to be fed. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to give them a couple good looking t shirts. Oh yeah. So you know they're looking all swagged out. <laughs> and then you have to have materials at the homes that you're going to be helping. Well, sure. So they've had have already been bought, shipped. And uh, ready to go. Um, you have to work with the local inspectors. So all the uh, permits have been pulled. The inspectors know that we move very quickly. Right. So if we wire a house and it's ready for insulation drywall, we don't wait three days for an inspection. But, you know, we were here in 2013, Mike, with Hurricane Isaac. Okay. And so we have some friends there, and they know us. We know them. But, but the logistics of leading 2,500 people, rebuilding 150 homes, I tell you, our volunteer leaders—they're amazing. Sure, and, and, and amazing. I mean, we're going to be there in March in just a couple of weeks, meeting the 150 families that we're going to be serving in April. Oh, you do some assessing. We right? do, okay. and that's what we do. We call it assessing. Mm-hmm. So we actually get the material list of what we're going to need, and then we've got to go purchase hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of materials. So you just don't show up on the uh, on the 9th and say, hey, I'm ready to work or no, whatever. No. So per- and we've got to pay for those. Okay. And so donations, you can mm-hmm. donate online at 8dayshope.com. I'll give you a mailing address later on in the show. But your donations will be buying materials for families in need. You'll be buying food for the volunteers that need to be fed. Uh, you're going to be helping logistically the fuel, the rental equipment, all the things. Just to set up Chairs for 2,500 people, tables and chairs. Wow. Do you have tables and chairs for 2,500 people? Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so so you got to go get those. You got to rent those. Sure. But I'm telling you, Mike, God moves in such a mighty way, not just to the families that we're serving, but God moves in the volunteers' hearts while they're serving. That's right. And you've been there. You were there. I'll never forget. You were at Hurricane Michael in Panama City, and you brought Doris, your wife, down. We did. We went and you had a chance to meet some of the families. Tell the listeners about some of those meetings and, and the doors that got opened up. Well, there were a couple of, uh, of folks. That one, one immediately comes to my mind. We're assessing, not assessing, we're at a house. Actually, my job was to look at the how many trees were falling and mark them with the different color strips for what they needed to be cut. 
So we're doing all this, and, and, the, and the gentleman's following us around, the homeowner. And then we get into his, his dining room, and he stopped, and he paused. And I see his wife kind of tugging on his shoulder. Mm. Would you ask him for prayer? Oh. And now here it was. He says, i just been diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And I want to see this house fixed just in case I don't make it through from my wife. I'm choked up already. My wife and I are looking at each other. We had a prayer and a cry fest and a hug fest that I'll never forget to, to, to this day. I turned to my wife, who's she's very solid in her faith, a bit quiet. She just spoke up, spoke out. It's almost like she was prophesying all, all, over the family. Mm. It changed our lives that whenever we think about that outreach, that was a, the, the, one of the strongest things that, that just uh, lives with us now forever. And we, could, we, we looked at each other and said, if we didn't go, because we had many excuses why, eh, you know, I'll wait for the rebuild or this. No, we said we needed to go. We just had that urging that we had to go. And if you get that urging that you got to go, please go because your life will be changed and you'll be changing other lives at the same time. So many times people volunteer with 8 Days of Hope and, and, and they think they're going to tarp roofs and do chainsaw work and rebuild homes and work on safe houses. But lives are changed forever because God has that divine moment, kind of like you and your wife with that, mm-hmm. that, that person that, right. that needed prayer and this, and this couple that needed to be loved on in a community that you see a, a glimpse of Jesus. You'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll never mm-hmm. forget that. No. no. You know, I, I remember Miss Anna May at Eight Days of Hope One, December 2005 in a town called Waveland, Mississippi, Bay St. Louis, Waveland, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, we 684 people came on a trip that was meant to be my dad and I and a couple buddies. Mm-hmm. And Miss Anna Mae, she was in her 80s, and a college group from Michigan came down, Mike, mm-hmm. and they volunteered. They could have gone out skiing out west and, and, you know, did the typical college thing, the college student, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But... They were believers, and they felt like God was calling them to go to Mississippi to help out after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I met them on the first day. And they said, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Steve, Mr. Steve, we are not gifted with our hands, but we came to help. What do you want us to do? Well, of course, okay. very quickly we got them plugged in. And they worked on a house. They helped painted mm-hmm. a house that had flooded, and their name was Miss Anna May. Well, Miss Anna May asked these college students, why did you come down from Michigan you don't know me. Why did you come here to help us? Yeah. And they shared their testimonies, their stories of how they met Jesus. Do you know on day number six or seven, I'm going to mess that one up, I got an urgent call from one of the girls. Now, Miss Anna's Mace house was two blocks away from our headquarters. Okay. We were headquarters at mm-hmm. St. Rose de Lima Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with the Baptist Church, the Methodist Church, a Catholic Church, all Christian churches. Nice. They said, Mr. Steve, Mr. Steve, you got to come down. You got to come down. And so I'm, I, I ran about a block and a half, two blocks away. Miss Anna May, I think she was 83 at the time, maybe mm-hmm. 82 or 84. She fell on her knees on her driveway and gave her heart to Jesus. Oh, my. Because a bunch of college students oh my. followed the lead of the Holy Spirit saying, you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're not skilled, but I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. Folks. There's something for everyone to do, but a story that Steve just shared is why we do what we do. We go down there with the intention, and you don't have to be skilled at all. Yeah. Um, and God will give you one of those God moments, a divine moment like that, and you, 
your life will be changed. Like my wife's mm-hmm. and I's were changed, like Miss Anna's and those volunteers there were changed. You know, I was even thinking, Steve, as you're talking about Hurricane Michael, just driving around for miles and miles oh my gosh. and just seeing trees leveled, churches leveled, houses leveled, businesses, signs turned, cars upside down. That alone is enough to say, I got to come and help. Yeah, I got to serve. Because TV doesn't do it justice. And, you know, disasters, they have a lifespan of about a day or two. Now, some of the bigger oh. hurricanes, Harvey, you know, hit a, the number four largest city in the country, Houston, that had a little bit more legs. But people don't realize Hurricane Laura and Delta, a year ago in three months in Louisiana, People, people still need help there. That is a five to seven, maybe even 10-year recovery. And yeah, we, 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 we welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. We do need skilled people. So if you're out there and you know how to do roofing, we will carry the shingles on the roof and lay it down and you can use that gun and boom, boom, boom. And get it done. Absolutely. If you know how to do drywall, if you're a handy woman and you know how to do plumbing or painting, maybe you're semi-skilled. So maybe you're not a contractor, but boy, when there's something that happens at your sibling's house or your parent's house... They call you because they know that you know how to get something done. Please volunteer. Go to 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com, and learn more about 8 Days of Hope 17, Laplace, Louisiana. Pray, volunteer, donate. Donate. Pray, volunteer, donate, 8daysofhope.com. Hey, Mike, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Chandler Gurley more about this outreach in Laplace. She's been there multiple times as the teams get ready, our volunteer leaders get ready to lead 2,000 volunteers in April. And we talked to Chandler. We're going to get an update of what's going on in Laplace, all that needs to be done, and how you, the listener, can be a part of a God-sized story from the mission field when God calls you to be his hands and feet of his son, Jesus. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. As many of you know, Hurricane Ida devastated Louisiana in August this past year, making landfall as a Category 4 hurricane, leaving thousands of families in need of hope. Well, today, Eight Days of Hope is excited to announce that Eight Days of Hope 17, an eight-day rebuilding event, will take place in Laplace, Louisiana from April 9th through April 16th. We're going to be focusing on roofing and drywall, painting, electrical work, and so much more. If you'd love to use your gifts to serve those in need, we're inviting you to join us. There's three ways to get involved. First, pray. Pray for eight days of hope in this outreach, that God will be glorified and the families we serve will see his love. Secondly, volunteer. It's free. Food and lodging are provided. All the information, read the FAQs. It's all on our website at 8dayshope.com. Lastly, donate. Every dollar you give will go to serve families in need in Laplace. For more information about this outreach, 8dayshope17, go to our website, 8dayshope.com. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My God is still the same, Sanctus Real. They've been quiet a little bit lately, but this is a good one. My God is still the same. Good song, good group. Excited to see them out on the uh, Christian Music Festival uh, tour this summer. They'll be making the rounds at so many places. that. um, So how do you get the time to stay up on all this music? You are so in tune. Mike, that's what I do from 3 to 4 in the morning. (laughs) So quick story. Okay. Last night at 4.15 in the morning. Really? I I hear a cat. Oh, outside no. our bedroom window. <laughs> and it, it was, I mean, we're in February in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And the snow was coming down and it was cold. Our indoor cat, Mike, got out of the house. No. And at four in the morning, I felt so terrible. Please don't report us to the, I brought the cat in. <laughs> now he's a long haired cat. So he was dirty. He was cold. I had him in the sink. I was washing him off. I was heating him up. <laughs> And everyone else in the house was sleeping because our power was out. <laughs> yeah, is this crazy? So here I am. Now, I'm not the biggest animal lover, lover Mike, but I've had a pet for 35 years because I want to be happily married and I want to be a good dad. I'm there in the kitchen sink with our cat, Ernie, <laughs> washing him, really? trying to warm him up. His mud is going everywhere as he's trying to claw me. As my wife snores, my kids are upstairs, and I'm thinking, really, Lord? I mean, really, Lord? We're about the same when it comes to animal lovers. Why don't you just put them in a wash machine? And get no, it done? No, I'm on, kidding. No. Please, I, I love animals. All don't, right. don't, don't, no. don't. No emails. No, yeah, no. yeah. Please don't leave leave the show because please. of Mike's comments. I'm, I'm just kidding. Ernie's just kidding. doing. I just got a text from my Is wife. He doing okay. Ernie, Ernie's doing better. Good. He's got some food in his belly. Uh, we think we know how he snuck out, and uh, we will correct that. But. Um, so I've been up. This is like after. This is like early evening for me, even though it's roughly well, noon. Well, if you look Eastern at the time. FAQs, folks, you can't bring your animals, but <laughs> no, you uh, but we do yeah. we do love animals. Anyways, hey, thank you for joining Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiel. This is not a show about cats in the middle of the night, but we <laughs> sure. did want to share that little story uh, with you. Hey, we're talking today about Eight Days of Hope Seventeen. It's our next and our latest rebuilding trip to aid those who've been hurt by a natural disaster, right. and and many tens of thousands of homes or damage mm. because of Hurricane Ida. No one's talking about it, Mike, right. but today we are in the need is real. And we're going to be there. We are going to be there. Yep. Chandler Gurley, she's our Director of Operations. Chandler, how are you, my friend? You hanging in there? Yes, how are y'all this morning? We're doing well. Now, you know me well enough to know what I was thinking at <laughs> roughly 4.01 or 3.59 in the morning with this. And, oh, the other thing, the cat wouldn't come to me to the house. So I had to put on my boots and, you know, of course, you know, my pajamas, a t-shirt and I'm trudging through the snow trying to get our cat in. Oh, anyways, Chandler, unbelievable. I, I had to lay my phone down because I was laughing so hard. Yeah, sure. Cause she, she knows what I'm thinking. I have claw marks. It looks like I cut my, my, 
my you know my my arm here in multiple spots, but that's Ernie loving loving. Uh-huh. Just loving anyway. his, his owner. Chandler. Oh, my God. Director of operations. That is hilarious. It, it was hilarious. But what's not hilarious is the need in Laplace, Louisiana, after Hurricane Ida. These families are waiting for hope. Chandler, you've been there a number of times. When you were in Laplace mm-hmm. and you saw Hurricane Ida affect so many families, just describe to the listeners a little bit about some of the damage you've seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can remember just driving in. We, we were there maybe a four, three or four days right after Hurricane Ida hit. And I remember this was my first disaster where I'd actually seen, you know, cars lining the highways, Mm. like needing fuel. Um, So this is the, that was my first experience with that. So immediately when you get on like 60 miles out of town from Laplace in that area, um, there are just hundreds of cars. Uh, lining the the highways just to get fuel, get to get water, because there was no power. So in that area, there was no power for thirty plus days. So to be able to feed their families, wash their clothes, get fuel. I mean, no one had power in their homes, so there was no way to get the moisture from the rain and the the wind that tore the roofs off the, the their houses to get. It was just an unbelievable sight that I will never forget just to see the need so apparent because everywhere we go, the need is real. I mean, the need people lose hundreds of homes and um, the power might be off for a couple of days, which is hard to deal with, um, especially after you've lost your home, but to not have power for over a month and to actually have gone there um, a couple of of weeks ago and to see that it's still the same, you know, Mm -hmm. the power is starting to come back on, but the the view of the city, the view of these neighborhoods, it has not changed. Mm -hmm. So Eight Days of Hope was in the area for about seven weeks. We started in Mandeville. We partnered with Church of the King down there, then went to Kenner and Laplace. In your role as Director of Operations, you kind of coordinate these volunteer leaders. So maybe tell the listeners... Mm -hmm the leaders that have to say yes very quickly. Let's just talk about how how things come together to deploy to a rapid response right. outreach, because we were there for seven weeks, and then we'll talk a little bit more about 8 Days Hope 17 in April. Yeah, so with a rapid response trip, I tell every single time that I'm blessed to go on a rapid response and to see how it all comes together from the front end um, to actually boots on the ground. I always say this statement, like, this is a miracle because it really is a miracle. We have six staff at Eight Days of Hope, um, so there's only six people that get any type of compensation for what we do. And so to be able to call on 180-plus leaders um, when a disaster hits, you know, the first step is just to let them know, hey, this has happened and we need you. And so I simply, in my role, send out an email to all of our leaders just telling them, hey, this is the need. This is These are the dates and we would love your leadership. And Mike and Steve, I know you, you've done this so long and it still does not get old for me when those emails go out and we have 50 and 60 responses saying, I'll be there the whole time. Count me in for the whole time. I'm leading the whole time. And I'm like, this is a three-week deployment. And that was that was Kentucky gives our most recent one, you know, in Laplace for seven weeks. We had leaders that stayed there for seven weeks. Wow, Mike, think about this. So, Ch- so, so Chandler sends his email out to these hundred and you know seventy seven leaders, whatever uh-huh. the numbers today. I, I, I might be within one or two, but very quickly people start saying yes. And this is during Christmas season. That's amazing. This is two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, Mike. 
you probably went out shopping the day before Christmas because I know you. I mean, no, no. But think about it. That's the busiest time of the year. Absolutely. And you didn't get five volunteer leaders, but you saw 40, 50, 60 volunteers say, yes, 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 yes. I'll go. Use okay. me. If needed, I, I can do that. So here, here's the question, Chandler or, or, or Steve, you know, why? What, what is the heart of, of that, that that happens? That's, it's before Christmas, and you got people saying, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Why? Why, Chandler? Why do they say yes? Well, I think there's there's a lot of reasons for that, and I could I could speak the whole rest of our segment on just that one question. Um, I think whenever you whenever you experience putting your faith into action, yes, like when it travels, we just did a we just did a social media post the other day about this, just about when your faith travels from your head to your heart to your hands and to your feet. Oh, I like that. That is when that is when you see God work personally to you and for you and you get to experience him in a real life situation and, and that I'm not bashing any of the things that I'm about to say, but like when you're at church and you're worshiping and you're loving the Lord and you're learning about him, that is so essential and so needed. But then when you actually get an opportunity to flex those faith muscles and you actually get to have the opportunity to share what you've learned, you know, recently in church or just their Bible study or just your relationship with the Lord, and it becomes so real, that's that's what it's all about. And people, once that happens, they don't stop. They don't stop coming, and they don't stop serving because they know this is what they've been made for, to love and serve those in need just like Jesus. Talking to Chandler Gurley, she's the director of operations of a ministry called Eight Days of Hope. Go to the website, 8dayshope.com, the YouTube channel, watch some of the videos. But we're going back to Louisiana. They need your, your help. They need your help. You're listening today. They need your prayers. They need you to consider volunteering. They need the resources to rebuild hundreds of homes in eight days. And you can join us. It's free. Mike, you like free. All the time. Whenever I say something's free, Mikey, I don't know, you, you like sit up. I don't know why. Well, I just, I'm attracted <laughs> to free. Okay. We provide the food and lodging, all the information's at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Mike, very seldom do you and I grab our pens at the same time. Right. But we just did that. That's the second time in three years that we both did it at the exact same time. It's what was just said by Chandler. Uh, let me just get it. It goes from your head to your heart to your hands, to your feet. Think about that. You know, you first hear about it, so it's in your head. And it's al- I think it's already in your heart, but your head has heard it, so now your heart's being stirred, so then you let it get to your hands, and then you just can't sit on it. you got to get your feet going and get into action. Get yourself connected. Go to the website. Get your name in the system, and there will be opportunities yeah. to use your head, heart, hands, and feet. I like that. I'm a trademark that i'm gonna steal that from you channel like <laughs> i'm gonna get a sweatshirt with that on you there do it. so so thousands of volunteers went to mayfield kentucky and louisiana on our last two large outreaches both uh, for an extended period of time because we normally go for two weeks in mayfield kentucky after the tornado we were there for two weeks right before christmas took you know three four days off to give the leaders a chance to celebrate um, the, the birth of Jesus with their families, their number one ministry, right? Their most important ministry. We, we can't ignore that. So don't run out and save the world and, and, and not be there for your own family. Chandler, we're getting ready to go to Laplace. And, you know, you've met our partner, Pastor Neil Bernard at St. John Baptist. 
Recovery Coalition. Actually, he he's going to be on with us again in a couple of weeks to talk about this outreach. They're excited. They can't wait for Eight Days Hope to come. Um, share with the listeners a little bit about the partnership and 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 you know this is someone we know. We met in two thousand. So does it make it easier? What's what's going through your mind as you prepare for Eight Days of Hope seventeen? It's much easier. I mean, when you go back into an area where we have been so blessed to have already served in, and and again, I think for everyone listening, like this is a place that gets hit multiple times. I mean, this is an area that um, has been hit before in major hurricanes, and then with this last one this past year, I mean, so the need is just so, so real. But yes, going back to an area that we have relationships with, that we trust, um, that we know that whenever we leave after our eight days um, trip, that they're going to be able to continue to help these families that we might not get to help. Um, hopefully we get to help every single person that signs up. That's our goal. Um, but we know that we have a trusted community there in Laplace that is family to us now. We have been there so long and have formed this relationship over many years. And any time that there is a need, we want to be able to say yes. And by God's grace, we have been. And so to bring thousands of volunteers together for eight days to a familiar place that we know the area, we can even more effectively reach that community for the gospel. And I think that um, what Pastor Neil was talking to us um, a couple weeks ago whenever we were just finalizing all the logistics of the things with Eight Days of Hope 17, um, you know, he said, I just feel like this, that our community just needs a spiritual revival. It just needs hope. It just needs people that are going to travel and just say, hey, I'm here, that you're not forgotten, and that God has sent me. And that is what I'm most excited about, just to see who God brings and how it impacts this community forever and for hopefully for generations and generations. So, Chandler, let me hitchhike in a little bit. You've done so many of these. Does it ever get to a point, well, I I, I got this, or, you know, what, 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 you know, I just got this. Or, Good question. How does a, yeah. Oh, this is a layup. No yeah, problem. Yeah. How does this play out with, it, with, with this? When, when Steve helps me, yes. Oh, yeah, right, right. Now, Steve's probably the obstacle. What, are you kidding me? Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Um. I've I've never felt well. Let me let me speak to that for a second. I've never felt in my flesh with my own abilities that when when anything happens that oh I'm I'm prepared and I'm ready and I can I can do this on my own. I think since I started this job four years ago, and, and serving in this in this way that I never imagined for myself, but has been the most incredible incredible decision that I've, I could have ever made. Um, that. It is all through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's all through God's strength and wisdom. You know, His Word just says that He's a rock and a refuge, and um, He hides us uh, in His wings, and He just fights for us. And and all of those things, I hold on to those scriptures every single day because we're sitting here in mid-February, and I have no idea if a disaster um, is about to happen tomorrow. And, you know, so everything that happens so immediately within eight days of hope has been such an incredible incredible faith builder for me, because there is no way that any one of us can accomplish what we accomplish, what God accomplishes through His hands and feet. So I never have felt that way. Um, I think just because from the very beginning, I knew that this is way beyond me. This is, this is supernatural. I mean, meeting the natural and, you know, I'm thankful that God uses me in the ways that He does, but 
I need him every second. You know what I love, Mike, is that God uses people like Chandler. Now, there's five staff members with Eight Days of Hope. Mm-hmm. Five. <laughs> About 46,000 volunteers have traveled the country with us. We have roughly... 175, 176, 100, I, I can't remember what the mm-hmm. number is, but we, we have volunteer leaders that live in like 30 different states. Right. And on a moment's notice, because of an email or phone call, they say yes. And we say this all the time, you know, it takes that first step of faith. Mm-hmm. Those leaders yeah. volunteered at 8 Days Hope multiple times before they were asked to be a leader. And so it all starts with the saying yes. Now, some of our leaders are in their 60s and 70s. Yes. Uh, We have some volunteers that are are in their 80s. Mm. Our youngest volunteer leader, and I'm talking about leaders, not just volunteers. Okay. Our youngest volunteer leader is 18. Mm. So so what's really cool, too, about this ministry called Eight Days of Hope, and again, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns as we talk about Eight Days of Hope 17 in Laplace, Louisiana in April, April 9th to the 16th. What I really like about this ministry of Eight Days of Hope is these 175-ish leaders. We know of 11 different denominations that these leaders are yes, part of. Yes, yes. We don't talk about that enough. And think about it, Mike. You know, regardless if you're Baptist, mm-hmm. you're Pentecostal, you go to a non-denominational church. I get it. There's things that we're going to disagree on. There's styles and, and, and maybe even some... Um, Uh, scriptural things we would want to have a deeper conversation about. Mm -hmm. But saints come together. They're followers of Jesus. They love Jesus. They step out in faith. They come together. Mm -hmm. They serve together. Sometimes meeting each other for the first time that morning, they go to a house (laughs) and then a a family sees a stranger show up to help them. Think about all the different things I talked about there, different denominations, Mm -hmm. leaders all around the country, a family in need, meeting someone for the first time that's a stranger, strangers coming together to go serve. There's a lot of different ways you can go with this. I I can hitchhike on that thought process this way of ours, all the different denominations and all the different walks of life. And it's it's really a a bit of a personal testimony. 2008, when you first invited me down and you said, could you lead a couple songs of worship? Sure. And, And I... You know, pretty comfortable in the gifting and not cocky comfortable. But I, yeah. but I walked out on the platform, and I was shaking because I thought, "There's a Mennonite, there's a Baptist, there's a Catholic. How am I gonna How am I gonna do this?" Channel, it's just like you said. It's not about me. Right. It's about just okay, God. I saw the body of Christ come together. Mm-hmm. Yes, at that moment in worship, it wasn't the style. It was we're here to serve. We're here to worship God. The same thing happens on the job sites. And that's what heaven's going to look like, Mike. Oh, come on. Followers yeah. of Jesus of different denominations. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's robes or contemporary music, <laughs> but there's probably both. And they both are going to sound great. Sure. Because the yeah. Chandler, you're getting ready for 8 Days of 17. We're going to take a break in a minute, but one more question before the break. The fact that a couple thousand people are going to come together, and yes, there's still a pandemic, and yes, you know, people get to make a decision if they want to go on a mission trip or not, and, and yes, we'll probably do something slightly different just because, and who knows where we'll be in April. You've got about six, seven weeks. What's going through your mind when you lay down at night and you hopefully start to just like take it down three notches? What are you anxious about? What 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 are you concerned about? What are your what are you like? Okay, Lord. I really got to give you this because this right now is kind of causing me some angst. 
I just love these questions. Y'all ask the best questions. Um, <laughs> and and th- I'm so serious when I say this, and I, and I have told Steve this many times. Um, my very, and I'm going to get to answer that question. I just want to say this part. It'll make sense a little more. My very first trip was a rebuild. Um, I've never seen anything like it. So even though now I'm really over our rapid response ministry, that's, that was my first taste of what Eight Days of Hope is, is, is it was in Houston, which was our largest rebuild today and the largest rebuild in the country today by any by any uh, nonprofit organization. So I got to see this beautiful picture of the church come together and all of these people just come in and, and all the leadership. And I was blessed that I was assisting Steve all time then and just getting to watch all the leaders behind the scenes within that role and, and how it functions so beautifully. And I remember the first night that we had a leadership meeting after that first day of eight days of hope 14. Um, I just sat in the back of the room and just cried. Like I could not stop crying. And I just was so overwhelmed at how God had brought all these different people together. None of them were being paid to be there and they were doing jobs. So in such excellence and, and to see the smiles on all the volunteers' faces and just how it all formed together. And I had nothing to do with it. Nothing. I, I was just a bystander. Like, I was just watching it all happen. And I think since that day, I've not been with – with this rebuild, I'm not anxious about one thing. I'm, there's not one thing that keeps me up at night. There's not one question mark that I have because I've seen God over the past four years provide every single need made every single issue that might might arise um, to see that he sent through those doors 6,000 people between 14, 14 and 15, and he used just people that just loved him and had giftings in different areas to accomplish that goal. There's just nothing our God can't do. And if we take it in our own hands, and we think it's about us or we think we're controlling something, that is when the anxiety can be so overwhelming that you do stay up at night and you can't turn your mind off. And But when we release it to the Lord and say, you've done this before, I've seen you work, I've seen you move, and I think anybody could say that with any part of their life, I'm going to trust you again. And if we're a part of the of Jesus' work, Man, like that's that's worth it. I don't want to stay up at night <laughs> worrying about things when so, Jesus' job to do it. So, Shannon, you just have reinforced my faith um, that there is a, a God. We know there is because. You said yeah. you don't worry about a thing, and I know the boss that you work for. So, <laughs> and I know oh, how. Let's let's pivot. Let's change. I know how awesome he is, and you two are such a great team. So that's awesome. I tell you, we, Mike. Thank you for the kind words. We, you know, five staff members, and 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 I know four of them are all stars. I try to keep up with them, but I love how God, you know, connects the dots. Not not just with the staff, but with the mm-hmm. leaders and the heartbeat. And and you know, I love how you. And I know we got to go to break. I love how you talked about the head to the heart to the hand to the foot. That, that was a great illustration. I think the one common denominator that we have, and think about it, listeners, you're, you're going to remodel your bathroom. A husband and wife say, we're going to remodel our bathroom. And then they ask opinions, and then they start picking out colors, and then they start debating about the molding and what doorknob, and, and oh, that doorknob is back order because of COVID supply issues. And there's so much that can go on with one project in one home. 
only God could lead thousands of volunteers That's to right. Laplace, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and help 150 families rebuild their homes for free in eight days. Mm-hmm. Only God. Only God. Incredible. I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. yes. I'm not that smart. Mm. Mike, I went to college. It was a four-year school, Mike. Okay. Add 50% to that number. What do you get? <laughs> Six. Six years. So I'm not the brightest guy. But God moves through people like you and Chandler and these 46,000 volunteers, and he brings us together in the common denominators. We know him, we love him, and we want others to see him in us. Mm. Forget the logo. Forget the name. Forget the name Eight Days of Hope. Come watch Jesus move in April with an organization from April 9th to the 16th, realizing that you are the reason. That's right. We do what we do so families can see a glimpse of Jesus. And watch what happens Mm. as we go to break. Watch what happens. You're going to leave exhausted. You'll be tired. We're going to feed you really good. We call it eight pounds of hope for a reason because we feed you really good. Mm. But your heart will be changed forever. More on that in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of eight days of hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. During the past 16 years, over 8,000 families have experienced the hope of Jesus following a natural disaster through the help of almost 45,000 volunteers. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring safety and healing to survivors of human trafficking. The Rapid Response Ministry has been busier than ever with 44 deployments over the last 18 years. And then this year, we're excited to announce a brand new focus, mass feeding. When a disaster hits across the country, our mass feeding ministry will show up and serve those who have lost everything, families who are hungry and simply need a chance to enjoy a hot meal. The goal is simple, to provide up to 8,000 meals every day for up to eight days for this community. It's free to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope. We provide the food and lodging. All you have to do is show up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. That the world has kind of lost its way mm-hmm. Crazy as it seems Yeah, I know it's gonna be okay Ooh, yeah It doesn't scare me It's temporary There's something better We got forever
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiella today on this beautiful February day in Ooh. western New York. I, you know, our listeners right now in Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, they don't have a clue of what we're seeing outside they the window. They don't know a thing. Okay. <laughs> Go watch Frosty the Snowman, that 30-minute epic film from 30 years ago. And sure. that's what we're living in right now outside. Uh, like but but said, it's all good. It's it, all good. it is. It is good. We're talking to Chandler Gurley. She's the director of operations as we get ready for Eight Days of Hope 17. And you're invited. It's free. We provide food and lodging. Go to 8dayshope.com for more information. Watch the promotional video. And on the video, we interview a family that will be serving, actually a lady that will be serving with a brand new roof, and you'll get to meet her. Um, Chandler, when, when I was down in Laplace, Louisiana, again, Chandler Gurley here with us. When I was in Laplace, Louisiana, we shot some video, and our videographer shot some footage of a lady living in her car. Here's a lady. She has a nice home. But there's no heating, there's no cooling, there's no electricity, there's Mm -hmm. no running water. Her roof is leaking, and she's living in her car, and she's waiting for us to come. When you hear stories like that, Chandler, does that drive you? Does that sadden you? Does that, what goes through your mind when you, I mean, here's a lady, she did nothing wrong. She just happened to be living in the path of a hurricane. Mm -hmm. What goes through your mind, Chandler? I mean, the first thing is just shock. I mean, I think if we, a lot of us, fortunately, depending on, you know, where we live in the country, don't experience these disasters every, you know, every year. You know, we might be blessed enough to be in an area where tornadoes don't hit or hurricanes just don't happen because where you are in in the landscape of our country. Um, So it's very hard to wrap your mind around something like that unless you, like you said, visit, actually see it for yourself, see this woman living in her car. And when you know that that's a real person with a real name that we can actually tangibly help, she becomes like your mission, your vision, like for every person that you might get to serve as experience something like this. And um, I said earlier in our show, it's just, I never imagined that disaster relief would be a ministry. Like mm-hmm. I just, I never thought about that before and, and being privileged and honored to be a part of this organization for a few years now, like this is where Jesus would be. There are so many incredible organizations out there that he is working and moving in. Um, But we know that, like, when a disaster happens, when people are in need, when they're living in their cars, they don't have running water or power. And this is America. This is, you know, where we're supposed to have the most resources. You know, he would be right there, you know, witnessing and sharing the hope that will last beyond what wind and water can take away. And so it it just compels me in my life, even... To, to look at people that are in situations where I currently live in Tupelo, and, and if that were to be someone on the street or I see someone living in the car even here, that just compels me even more to have compassion and just to be who Jesus would be on this earth until I see his face. And it, it drives our ministry. It drives each of our hearts. And, Mike, you, you were a pastor for decades, mm. and, you know, so many times— we fall into the trap of we try to think why they're in that situation, right? Oh, my. You know, that was exactly the question I was going to ask. Yeah, go I ahead. Mean, the no, problem. but my, my, Mike, you've been there. And, mm-hmm. and we all like to think, oh, no, we wouldn't do that. Right. But when you pull up to that red light and there's someone holding a sign saying, I'm a veteran, I'm homeless, help me. Automatically, right or wrong, some of the things I think is if I gave them money, are they going to go buy liquor? Mm-hmm. So am I contributing to their challenge? 
of course, mental illness is, is real. Sure. We don't understand everyone's journeys. You know, my youngest daughter, Emma, she's got a, oh my gosh, she's got such a big heart. Every single person we drive by and we see something like that, she tells me, let's go buy him food. Mm. Because I've had this discussion. Sure. You know, Daddy, how come you didn't give him $20? I mean, you, I know you have $20 in your wallet. Go give him $20. Right. But, but sometimes the enemy tries to... So here's somebody in Laplace, Louisiana. You know, they're, 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 they give back to the community. They're living right. They pay their taxes on... They pay their taxes on time. Um, they do all the right things. Mm-hmm. And to no fault of their own, a hurricane comes. Right. And Mike, their lives get turned upside down. They did nothing wrong. Hmm. We don't know all the reasons why somebody's sure. on the corner. Right. We don't know all the reasons why the single mom um, um, is going through some of the change. We don't know the whole story. See, I, I would rather err on the side of giving somebody the $20. And if they misuse it, you know, mm. God's going to speak to their hearts or, or some, they're going to be challenged or they're going to. It's not my responsibility. I, I If I go by somebody. Like I was ready to ask the question, you know, what do you say to people who say, well, why would you live in that area? Mm. Well, what, what, yeah. I want, I and, I've, and I've heard people say that. Yeah, well, I, this is their third disaster in 10 years. Why would they live in Louisiana? Well, why would, would you live in Buffalo, New York with 25 feet of snow <laughs> exactly. every, every winter? And I want to say, why would you ask that question? And and, and by asking that, well, it's a, you can ask questions. But it, what, you're, what you're doing, we're missing the fact we have an opportunity to step up and love on people. The church has an opportunity now to step up and love on people. We don't need to be asking questions. Well, why would you live here at that point? See, or why we, is he see, in the we, corner? See, we complicate things, Mike. We do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. My, my bad. We we but we complicate. No, things. You're, you didn't. You're good. We don't have to have all the answers. Here you go. That's God it. God calls us to love people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and serve people. Right. We're spending so much time these days debating about masks and vaccinations and political parties and mm. and all this. And I'm not saying that stuff isn't worthy of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But if that's your passion, shame on you, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Come on, come on. God's called us to love the brokenhearted. That's it. And it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. through eight days of hope. But find a way that you can love somebody and watch God move. Because mm. he's God and we're not. Mm. Mm. Come on. That's right. Chandler, we're six weeks away from leading thousands of volunteers. What's your hope and goal these next six weeks as people continue? I know there are already hundreds and hundreds of people from multiple states. I think as of this morning, like 30-some states, volunteers are coming. What is your hope for the body of Christ in Laplace in April? I hope that people will just give this a chance. You know, I can attest to how incredible it is because I get to see this on a daily basis. But those of you that are scared or or shy or just have never done anything like this before, never served or been on a mission trip or gotten out of your comfort zone or even left your own community, let alone your state, to serve someone else, I just encourage you to just try just to come for one day or two days and three days and just see God move. And that's, that's the first step is actually just making the choice to serve the Lord. Mm. And so I hope over the next six weeks, we just see people for the very first time choose to put their faith into action. 
that God would just continue to compel hearts and draw hearts to those that are hurting and those that are in need, no matter, like y'all just beautifully put, no matter what circumstance we might think in our flesh, but just because they're another human being, they're another creation of the Lord. And that's our ultimate mission is to love people the way that Jesus did. And so I just hope that people just continue to to flood our inboxes and sign up on our website just to see what we're talking about um, in in person. And I and I pray I'm praying for boldness for each one of us. You know, like whatever that. role right. we play in, in this like in this outreach. If you know, I'm running around just assisting, or Steve speaking on stage, and then to all the volunteers and all the the worship leaders that Mike lines up all the different areas. I just pray for boldness for each one of us that we ourselves get to share the love of Jesus with someone that might not have ever heard about him before. Yeah, I love it. And um, that's, yes. our, that's my hope. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. 8daysofhope.com, Laplace, Louisiana, 8 Days of Hope, 17, April 9th to the 16th. We do ask that you come for at least three days. You can stay all eight. We'll pick you up at the airport. We have the tools. No, God has given us the tools. Uh, leaders will be leading at each site. If you're a contractor, you're a, a, a business. Maybe you're a business and you're looking for a team-building project. Um, bring some employees with you. Um, people meet Jesus on a mission trip with eight days old. I've seen it That's dozens right. and dozens yes. and dozens of times. Mm. You know, people think they know the Lord and they come on a mission trip and they hear truth and they hear the gospel and they see Jesus moving. They're like, you know what? I've been faking it. We've seen volunteers, Mike, mm. confess and repent from habitual sin and be set free because they took a step of faith. And so Mm. please church, watch the video, share the video, read the FAQs, eight days of hope.com pray volunteer donate. Mike, I know, you know, we, we kind of shared the prayer sign. I know we want to pray for Chandler. So we do want we do that brother. We do father. I'm so grateful. I've said this last time Chandler was on. My faith has just grown today because I'm seeing what you're doing in this young lady and I'm seeing her skills, and I'm seeing her giftings, but I'm seeing someone that soul is sold out to the Lord Jesus, and we're so grateful for that. I pray for great wisdom, uh, great peace, continued insight, yes. and as we always say, if we got to shift gears or pivot, she knows she. You've already prepared her to do that. Give her favor, uh, health, and rest in peace, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Chandler. Amen. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Yes, and uh, be, be praying for Ernie, my cat. Remember that. <laughs> as, as he continues the thaw out. I shouldn't kid around that. Ernie's fine, everyone, by the way. Anyways. All right, girl. We'll talk to you soon. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. Chandler Gurley, yeah. Director of Operations of Eight Days of Hope. You know, Mike, um, recently um, the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, the board allowed me some time off. I'm so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I, I told the staff, I mean, and, and I told our board of directors, I mean, Chandler, Chandler's going to take the lead, you know, while I, I took my time off. And there's something about knowing the heartbeat of somebody because she might not have all the answers. I mean, you know, not every decision that she'll make or made maybe was perfect, even though it was probably pretty close to it. Mm, yeah. But the heart she has. That's it. Makes the difference. And I, you know, if you're out there today, you might. The enemy is going to try to convince you that you don't bring anything to the table because the enemy likes to beat us down. Oh, boy, yeah. But but if you're good with numbers, 
if you know how to make food, if you can do a load of laundry, if you can drive a car, there's something for you at 8 Days Hope 17. We're just looking for a heart, the willingness. She said from the head to the heart to the hand and the feet. So today you're hearing this and you're thinking about it. And because you have a heart for the Lord, you're giving it a little bit deeper thought. But now God's calling you to be the hands and feet of his son, Jesus, in your opportunities coming in April with Eight Days of Hope 17. And as you just listen to what Steve said, and you're getting nervous inside. Uh, and as you listen to what Steve said, you, you kind of feel you, you should go, but I'm not skilled. And <laughs> you, you listen to what Steve said, and you said, well, how can I get time off? I say press in. Amen. Press in. And and you get yourself lined up with it and go, and those things will be taken care of, and you'll be a changed person. Forever. You don't go on one of these missions trips, even if you don't come back. You can't go on a missions trip, and it doesn't have to be with eight days of hope. Find a way to get plugged in. Talk to your right. pastor. Talk to your leadership team. Talk to your small groups leader, your Sunday school teacher. They know you, Right. I mean, of course, your spouse and your kids would know you as well. Mm -hmm. if, if you're not, you know, ask your friends. They'll tell you. But find a way. They'll tell you what your gifts are. But find a way. Maybe you're great on social media sites. Maybe you're great at website yeah. designing. There's so many ministries out there that need help, and there's a place for you. So, again, for more information about the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, uh, calendar, we've got a minute left calendar-wise. Uh, in April, we'll be in Laplace, Louisiana. Yes, Eight days of seven, eight days of hope. Seventeen in May, we'll be building a a training facility for a ministry that does safe house, provides a safe house for children rescued from sex trafficking. Okay. That's in Austin, Texas. All right. We think in June we'll be in Tennessee, another safe house. We're praying and believing that sometime in July we'll be in upstate New York with our eight days of hope Buffalo outreach. Okay. Working with seventy churches, still working through the details, and then later in the year. We think we could have another rebuild trip. So if you can't go in April, just sign up for our email alerts. Go to 8dayshope.com. Give us your email address. We won't blow it up, but we'll let you know wherever we go. We need you. We need you. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> no, well, I no, I, I, I say that, yes, there's always a need, but I, I think you need us and not us like me and Steve and oh, the right, organization. Right. It's, it's an opportunity to serve the Lord and, and just have your heart a whole different perspective on life once you're done. Amen. It's and, great. In church, we're better together when we work That's together it. on a common goal. So again, go to the website, 8dayshope.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Share the promotional video with, with somebody. It's three minutes and 50 seconds long. If you need a shorter video for your church or your missions board, email us at info at 8dayshope.com. We'll send you a two-minute one. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.